Hello and welcome into the Pits and Peril podcast. I'm your host, Todd Kramer. This week's episode is brought to you by Huawei. That is H-O-O-A-W-A-Y, China's number one leader in all owl removal services. Huawei will grab your hooters. Today in, in studio, we got Franco, champion, back to back. Frank, how are you feeling? Uh, feels great um, to win a back to back. It's an honor. One of three and uh, one of I'm, two. I'm really I think happy. you're one of you're one of three with oh, two yeah? champions, but I think only you and Holden have actually done back to back. Ah, the back to back. Nice, cool. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. All right. Well, I guess before we get into the award ceremony, uh, why don't you talk us through your uh, your matchup last week? So the matchup last week, um, I guess I can talk about my team in particular once uh, Yahoo helps me load here. So I was really happy with um, – kind of my quarterbacks, Josh Allen kind of rushing a couple touchdowns, but the guy just doesn't know how to throw as well this year as he does last year. He threw, I think, three interceptions, um, which is crazy. Um, And overall, I thought people did pretty well. This guy, Amon Ross, St. Brown for the Detroit Lions, put up 31 points. That was huge. Um, And then David Montgomery gave me 20, um, kind of proving his value from the, the Ryan uh, Tannehill trade earlier in the season with Wally. Um, I do want to note that Tyreek Hill kind of screwed the pooch. I traded a ton for him and he just kind of sucks. Like he's just terrible. I like, I don't understand what's wrong with him. He's like consistently ranked in the top five and just puts up single digit points. Um, so kind of sucks there, but um, I think the story of, of Ace's team is Jamar Chase. What do you think? I think the story was the was Kirk Cousins getting uh, COVID and True. screwing up Justin Jefferson, screwing up Dalvin Cook, and uh, leading to a blowout that also led Devonta Adams to get benched. I mean, yeah, that that was huge for him. Changed that everything. One COVID case yep. affected three of his players, and totally. he didn't even have that uh, the player that got COVID. Yeah. That's, that it was a, a butterfly effect that just sure. put the uh, that burrowed into his uh, anus. And Delvin Cook also got an injury pretty early in the game. He hobbled off. That that kind of sucked. That's um, true. Yeah, he he didn't go out because <clears throat> which time he went out because of a sprained ankle or some shit like that. That's right. Yeah, but you know the fantasy gods smiled upon me um, after initially shunning me away earlier in the. Uh, in the morning of, of that Sunday. And uh, I really thought it was over. I was ready to tell Ace, hey, congratulations, great season. And uh, it started with Amon Ross St. Brown putting up a good game, Debo giving him his, his weekly touchdown. And then I think everything just kind of unraveled uh, in that last game of the day. So it was pretty exciting. I was actually happy with kind of the, the joy that it, uh, that it brought people <laughs> to watch kind of the up and down. It was a fun one to watch. Well, there you go. Uh, and then in my matchup, I think the the whole story was Rashad Penny uh, or Rashad mm-hmm. Penny, as my team name is pronounced because it's mm-hmm. French. 
I had suggested Cappy pick up Rashad Penney to uh, help me get into the semifinals and avoid Nikki uh, picking him up. And totally backfired on me. He uh, put up 31 and a half points. And without Penney on the team, uh, I would have won. So that yeah. sucks. Yeah. Um, that sounds about right. I didn't realize that Penney was had played that well. DK Metcalf also showed up with three touchdowns all of a sudden. You think that Seattle just kind of realized they got to throw him the football a little more finally and, and feed him? Or do you, what's the deal with DK Metcalf? What a weird end of the season he had. Yeah, I think Russ's busted finger was the big issue. Got it. Got it. But, yeah. that, I mean, that was the big thing. And then Swift, Zeke. I mean, I just had a bunch of underperformers between A.J. Brown, Zeke, DeAndre Swift. Uh, it, that kind of screwed the pooch for me. But then, like I said, if he doesn't have Rashad Panay and he has to go put in one of these other guys like Freeman, Schultz, Pollard, Reynolds, yeah. I win the matchup. So yep. my yep. Uh, micromanaging ended up backfiring on me. So I think next year I'm just going to keep my mouth shut, worry about my own team, and stop trying to, you know, micro-engineer, you know, victories by keeping a player away. So – yeah, I have a I have an award for um, each of the players in this matchup that we'll just talk about later. But it's interesting to see Cappy actually have to make a move due to some injuries here in the playoffs. And one of the th- things that he did was pick up Trey Lance. Uh, Trey Lance um, put up 20 points and um, served admirably and as, a, as a Niners fan. There's a lot of Niners fans on this podcast. What did you think of Trey Lance? Do you think he's the future of the 49ers? He certainly served Cappy well this week. I don't know if he's the future of the 49ers, but he's definitely better than Garoppolo. So he's the short-term future. I think Mm -hmm. it's time to move on from Garoppolo. I mean, in terms of passing, Lance is arguably slightly better maybe than Garoppolo is. You know, Mm -hmm. he can throw the ball a little deeper. Mm Garoppolo is probably a little more accurate. And then obviously the rushing ability Garoppolo doesn't have. So... If you're the Niners, I think you just have to roll with Lance and just say, you know, at least there's upside there. With Garoppolo, this is as good as it gets. I, I hope we see, like, an exciting end of season and maybe a playoff game with Trey Lance. I uh, I wish I had more confidence in the Niners' secondary to, like, go a little deeper. But I think they're an exciting team, and I feel like they can win any, any Sunday. So that's all you can really ask for. And yeah. uh, Trey Lance is pretty athletic. So, you know, when you – I don't think he's fully realized his potential, so it's always exciting to see like what this guy's gonna do. So um, yeah, I'm pumped about that. But yeah, that he served Cappy pretty well, and um, you know Rashad Penny did well. Austin Eckler put up 18.7 points. He's probably what top three RBs on the season. Served Cappy super super well. I mean, oh my gosh, his numbers: 38.5, 18.9, 14.9, 15.4, 16.2, 18.7. To wrap the season. Yeah, super consistent. Oh, good. It's crazy. Yeah. So, anyways, that was a good matchup. Well, let's wrap this up with uh, who would you say was the fantasy MVP this season? Which players stood out to you as someone that just crushed, whether or not they were cheap? But, you know, if you can pick one with a good value, and who's the player you're looking forward to uh, seeing what they can uh, do next year? Okay, so player this year that just crushed, regardless of um, the cost of the pick. Yeah. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor was just like the way he came on in the middle of the season. It was getting insane. 
Um, yeah, he had funny. a rough start of the season, but geez, he was just rampaging um, starting in about week five. And I mean, multiple 30 point games, a 51 point game on week 11. And uh, so he's probably my player for next year. Um, players that I think a player that I think will do well. Um, I think this uh, Amon Ross St. Brown guy is pretty epic. I mean, he had to wrap the season. He's on my team and he probably helped me win this week, but he, his last four games and remind, reminding everyone he plays for the lions, his last five weeks, 19.8 points, 11.3 points, 19.5, 21.5, 31.4, really a revelation. So I wonder if he'll be like a, you know, very solid wide receiver two next year, maybe wide receiver one. Okay. Anyone else you want to add on to that? Players to look at there? Um, no, I'll just keep it with my two. What do you think? So I think for my fantasy MVP, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. And then player to look out for next year. Uh, that was actually a trick. I'm not going to say who I'm looking at for next year. I just wanted you to divulge who you're hot on next year so we can all bid up Amon Ra Sam Brown next year. You know Frank's willing to spend everyone, so next year, Amon Ra, bid that fucker up. <laughs> I'll spend on anyone as long as they're like the right price. So if someone wants to spend a ton on Amon Ra St. Brown. We're, um, we're going to bid him up now. I, I set you up there. <laughs> I had to do it. I can't have you win uh, three, Pete. So uh, I uh, used the TNN to to get your uh, gotcha moment for you as a good media source would okay well let's move into uh (laughs) let's move into the awards for the year or do you have anything else to share any thoughts on the season before we get into the awards no i mean it was just a it was a great season um everyone seemed to really enjoy this season the the podcast the participation on group it was fantastic um it was great to have wally as a first timer um, you know, I didn't realize his passion for gifts was as extensive as it was. Um, and, uh, you know, it was great to see, um, you know, people rise from the ashes like Ace and Nikki, who, um, you know, didn't seem like they had much and they just kind of meteoric rise for those two. So, yeah, I mean, it was just a great season with some great storylines all the way around. Yeah. I think last year we implemented the, uh, the auction no the auction draft we had did we have bitcoin last year or no is that this year first time we had um an auction draft for the first time last year but did regular waivers for um, that's true so yeah this year the bitcoin edition was amazing mm-hmm. uh, that made things a lot better we didn't have to wake up at 2 a.m anymore which uh, i was really good at so i had a little bit of an advantage there but now with twiz moving to europe uh it's probably better that we we do Bitcoin. There was a huge amount of trade activity. Uh, yeah. The fleeces that we're getting from Nikki, huge addition to the league. Wally was a major upgrade. I mean, great season. And we had so many games that came down to, you know, Monday night, everyone watching yeah. something you know, decided in the last couple of minutes of a Monday night game. That's really exciting. Totally. And I think one thing that we all need to start thinking about is the namesake of our fair coin, Bitcoin. And the reason why it's called Bitcoin is because someone has to wax their pits at the end of every season. And right now, we know who that person is, but we do not know when that person will actually commit the waxing. So, uh, you know, we should figure that out, get a date in the calendar and watch this guy 
Um, yeah, I, I talked to Wally days. yesterday. He is uh, he's getting ready for it. He he okay. knows that he needs to do it. He, a question I, I had like, was, do you get to trim your pets before you wax, or do you just get full hair? I don't think it really matters. I mean, it's not like oh, it's ripping. I'd be trimming, but it's I'd not be like trimming those things. It's not ripping the hair in half. It's ripping the follicle out of your skin. So if you trim it or not, it's the same amount of follicles getting torn. I think yeah, but I think if it's like really long, and now we're getting pretty specific. If it's pretty long, like you might get more tugging and a lack of follicle like removal, and more of just like a tug, and then going back. It's like trying to rip off your band aid, but you didn't actually rip it off, and now you have to go back for more. You know, it's because you have long hairs underneath the band aid, right? And that's what that's why I'm bringing this up. So, not to get technical here. Um, well, I think that would be a question for Twiz, and it may end up being a, a group me poll, but uh, I, I'm not sure what the standing is on trimming pre-wax is right now. Yeah, I just wanted to check, um, but we'll, we'll figure that out later. Just just okay. for thought. Well, let's let's move into the awards. I'm going to get us started off by giving you your award because we got to get that one out of the way so we can focus on the, the important people in the league. So, Franco, I am giving you the bottom feeder award, whether it was a uh, bottom feeding on the podcast as loud as you could on some cashews or picking off vulnerable players in the league for trades. You were the guy that was staying at the bar till 2 a.m. <laughs> looking for desperation uh, in order to feed your cravings. And uh, it worked for you. I mean, not every trade worked out for you, but you don't need every trade to work out for you. They didn't go against you, um, but getting Montgomery, getting rid of Chris Carson before the injury, uh, it, it definitely served you. Um, so I don't know how you do it, where you can trick these poor souls into getting fleeced by you. But uh, yeah, I think you just search out the, uh, the ones no one else wants, the ones that aren't performing, and you uh, take advantage of them. Yeah, I mean, I think and you, you chew I, extremely loudly. I, I, yes, I I do. I, I accept the award. Um, I think that in the end, though, those trades really weren't that unbalanced. We had Aaron Jones basically for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had a blazing end of the season. Uh, Aaron Jones was very up and down, not that great. Um, probably back. Yeah, but you had throw. You had Burrow and Allen anyway, so you did fine. But you also got Mark Andrews in one of those trades, and you got David Montgomery in one of those trades, and those were two solid, solid players. Yeah, David Montgomery worked out, but I do think Ryan Tannehill was an asset. And you know what? I'll leave it at that. I will say Holden called me about Mark Andrews, and every trade in retrospect. Well, yeah, sometimes the girl at 2 a.m. at the bar comes up and starts talking (laughs) to you really drunk. So it doesn't mean that you aren't a bottom feeder. Well, the girl has two championships in that particular case and uh, is well accomplished. Uh, I, you know, yeah, well, I'm so doing her thing, right? So all, it was mutual. It was consensual. We all drink too much sometimes. And yeah, Holden, <laughs> Holden approached you at 2 8. <laughs> I don't judge him for it. I still think he's a good fantasy player, but he, he was not in his right state of mind. Fair enough. Um, well, I think I'll you... do my, my award for you. Perfect. 
And, uh, you know, these awards aren't perfect, but my award for you is the Elizabeth Holmes Award. Um, mm -hmm. And the reason why you get the Elizabeth Holmes Award, she was recently, as many people know, convicted on four counts, clearly guilty. And, um, you know, you might say that you were beaten um, silly by your uh, boyfriend, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, from underperformances. But the reason why you're getting the Elizabeth Holmes Award is because um, throughout the season, you had developed a reputation for trying to trade players that weren't up to snuff and also trying to convince everyone that they were up to snuff. So a good example of this is Melvin Gordon, who's not really that great, but you were selling him like he was revolutionary technology that was going to change the world. But really, he's just Melvin Gordon. Um, and uh, in some cases, you were trying to sell DeAndre Swift. And, um, you know, we all know what happened with Elizabeth Holmes, what she was trying to sell her snake oil to try and get rich and famous, be a, a famous female founder. But, um, you know, in this case, no one was fooled. So I guess uh, it's a sad story for Todd. The Elizabeth Holmes Award goes to Todd. I humbly accept the award. Uh, you know, shooters got to shoot. And both Elizabeth and I, uh, you just got to put yourself out there and see what you can get, regardless mm -hmm. of the morality of the situation. I think she'd agree. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. I'm going to go with uh, Keenan next. Okay. Keenan gets my cockroach award this year. <laughs> um, and... You know, some people look down upon cockroaches, but what are cockroaches of the day? They are survivors. And Keenan had, let's see, the least points for uh, in the league and ended up just surviving. If you look at the standings, it says he got seventh place, but that's not true. He got ninth place. They They actually count these consolation playoffs, but yeah. Keenan somehow, some way, found a way to survive. He's he's just kind of you know crawling around there on the bottom all year long, and is just indestructible. Least amount of points for, but found a way to win at the end of the year to just save his pits from a, a second waxing and getting that second red star on his uh, on his brand new mott. Nice, nice, well done, well done, Keenan, um, the survivor. Um, a survivor that lives in Portland and is a foodie uh, and loves the rain. Uh, congratulations, Keenan. Um, I'm going to do Cappy. Uh, Cappy um, was well known for having a healthy team and basically being invincible throughout the season. He gets the Wolverine award. Um, and Wolverine, as you know, um, if he got a scratch, a wound, even a bullet wound, would recover immediately. And it really seemed like, you know, his team was just indestructible in this way. Uh, but come the playoffs, come the end of his story, um, much like the final movie, Logan, um, he is weak and his team ultimately suffers injuries that he's uh, unable to recover from. And as we know, Logan dies uh, at the end of the movie and uh, Cappy's team uh, did die. It was enough to get third place. Congratulations, Cappy, get your money back. And Logan also um, you know, did some admirable things at the end of the movie, but he ultimately dies. Um, so the Wolverine award goes to Cappy, uh, invincible, but not that invincible. Okay. Uh, I have not seen that movie, but, uh, I'm going to take your word for it mm -hmm. that, but I, I do know Wolverine was invincible. I was unaware that he got weak at the end, but that makes sense. And, uh, yep. 
it really was the downfall for Cappy. He he spent all year just avoiding injuries. And, and it was actually something as we were getting close to playoffs when players would get COVID and mm-hmm. I knew they would be back for the playoffs. That was like a godsend. You know, you just know that player cannot get COVID at this point and he's totally. going to be available in the playoffs. So it's really about timing and luck. And uh, I guess for Cappy, although he did get his money back, it did not go his way there at the end of the season. And those guys are Lamar Jackson, who just kind of really faltered finally, um, was one of the guys that went down. Um, and DK Metcalf didn't get injured, but just kind of sucked. It was kind of like an injury by association with Russell. Um, yeah, that so anyways, happen. Yep. you get the butterfly effect injuries. Yep, exactly. Okay, cool. So what do we have next, Todd? I'm going to go with Wally next. Wally gets the, the congratulations and call us about his extended warranty award um, mm. due to the massive amounts of spam that he sends people on Instagram and in the group chat. Uh, and I would say his podcast appearances are somewhat spammy as well, just with, you know, random information that is unsolicited that just finds a way in. Mm-hmm. So just like the, the daily phone calls that you get about your car's extended warranty. We also get our daily spam from Wally. So Wally, uh, maybe one day there'll be something worthwhile in that, uh, that spam that comes in. But for now, I think, you know, you just mark it as a spam and you block the sender. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love Wally, uh, you know, play lacrosse with the guy and I'm glad to have him in our fantasy football league. I think he's a great addition. Uh, but ultimately, gifts are kind of, uh, you know, they're funny, uh, but, you know, it's uh, it's just a gift. And uh, there's probably, uh, you know, m- more to life than, um, you know, unveiling the, the perfect gift. So, um, you yeah, know, I, I, I feel think- like gifts have like a four. But a good Photoshop, you can get the full the full. I agree. Heart. I agree. Now, if we're talking about memes and, and doing something like that, something creative that Wally's built personally. I'm, I'm on board for that. I would love to see more of that. Yeah. I think when they're, when they're personalized about someone in the league, yes, like yes. the bill art of the deal book, that got yes. a lot of parts, but a, a, a stock meme that you're just getting from the internet. Exactly. It doesn't get that heart. Uh, yep. Free advice for Wally here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's your next award? Um, there's this guy named Nikki Leplo in our league. Have you heard of him? I have. His team name is James Cummer. That's beside the point because if you scroll to the right on the standings, you'll notice he has 37 Bitcoin. And, and the season is very much over. Um, 37% of his Bitcoin. Um, for that, he gets the Jewish Smog Award. And if you remember who Smog is, uh, the desolation of Smog uh, from Lord of the Rings, he hoards all his coins, all his jewelry, all his valuables. And um, his, his, his sole goal in the movie is to protect all his coins. Uh, and he's willing to uh, watch over his coins and, and look dangerous. And, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, we all know what happened with Smoke. He didn't survive. And, uh, you know, I think that, I, you know, we can think about many transactions that happened for less than $37 that were transformational. And maybe, you know, getting yourself a little Eli Mitchell for 35 bucks at the beginning of the season doesn't look so bad. 
Um, 37 Bitcoin is an unacceptable amount to have at the end of the season. For that, Nikki gets the Jewish Smog Award. Okay, very good. I like that one. It is a little ridiculous to end with that much Bitcoin. I mean, Wally had the next most, and he had 10, and this is Wally's first mm -hmm. year, so he's kind of unfamiliar. Most of us did spend all of our Bitcoin. Totally. Yeah, and you'd think, you know, a private equity guy, financier, would know how to allocate his money. Um, I guess he's got 37 in Bitcoin, but... Maybe he's going to leave it to uh, Lincoln. Maybe he wanted to pass it down to Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but uh, probably he just didn't use all his Bitcoin. It will be interesting. If we all end up with children at some point, mm -hmm. if, we, um, if we force them into being in their own fantasy football league and we competed our kids against each other, that could be fun. I really doubt that's going to happen, but um, I like oh. the idea and I'm ready for our next award. Okay. Ace. I'm going to give Ace the Lucky Sierra Leonean Award. Uh, I'm not sure if everyone's aware, but there are quite a few landmines in Sierra Leone. Okay. And I kind of looked at uh, Ace's quarterback situation like uh, a bunch of landmines, but he was a lucky Sierra Leonean and he was able to those landmines week after week mm -hmm. and uh somehow made it into the finals and got second place uh yeah despite yeah. all of those dangerous sit start decisions mm -hmm. and then the other thing that there is abundance of in sierra leone are diamonds okay he had jamar chase he had Devonte adams justin mm -hmm. jefferson i mean those guys were absolute yeah. diamonds so okay. I'm going to give Ace the Lucky Sierra Leonean Award for his ability to avoid the landmine situation that was his quarterback roster, as well as some of the diamonds that he was able to draft this season. Yeah, Ace got some real gems. Um, and if we look at Ace's team, um, he got Justin Jefferson for 26. Great work. And he got Jamar Chase for $4. Four dollars for Jamar Chase. Well done. Um, truly a diamond in the rough. Great season for Ace. Um, I'm looking forward to see what he does next year. Okay, who's your next award winner? My next award winner, um, I'm gonna do Bill. Um, and this is a tough one for me. I had to dig back deep in the um, the history of Disney movies, um, specifically Aladdin. Have you heard of that movie, Aladdin? I have heard of the movie Aladdin. Okay, so there's a character named Abu uh, in the movie Aladdin, and um, he is uh, fascinated by a ruby he sees in the Cave of Wonders. Do you remember this scene? He's really fiending for it. It's irresistible. And, um, it's irresistible. And the ruby in this particular case, his name is Daniel Jones. And <laughs> uh, in this case, Abu is just mesmerized by the prospect of a low-end QB1 and uh, so much so he's willing to sacrifice an additional 10 Bitcoin on top of Chris Godwin, a blue chip receiver on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Abu does not see the cost. He only sees the potential reward. And when he wraps his, his fingers around the ruby, the voice in the background says, infidel, you have touched the forbidden treasure. And the ruby instantly dissolves in his hands, just as Daniel Jones did during the season. 
um, ultimately flaming out in epic fashion with a neck injury, taking him out for the rest of the season. Um, so Will gets the Abu in the Ruby Award. Um, and, uh, you know, I think Daniel Jones was really, <laughs> he was the Ruby that wasn't really a Ruby after all. I think that's my favorite award so far this year. That That is extremely creative. And uh, I thank you for that award because that one really uh, was really exciting. Yep. Yep. What do you got next, Todd? Okay. So the last one for me is Alex Holden. Okay. And I'm not sure the pronunciation of this um, asset management firm, but I think it's either Archegos or Archegos. Bill Huang's uh, capital management firm out of China. They were in the news this year for a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar collapse where they just made a couple of bad bets that went against mm. them. And uh, it just billions wiped out overnight. And that's really what happened here with uh, Mr. Holden, with Christian McCaffrey and Calvin Ridley. Um, mm. You know, he, he has this idea when he drafts that he's going to get the spine of his team and he's going to spend whatever it takes to get the guys that he wants. And he figures he'll figure out the rest uh, on the waivers. And, when you have two of the four big spends just not play out for you, uh, it can crush your season and it can wipe out billions overnight and send you into bankruptcy. And that's exactly what happened. Christian McCaffrey going down and Calvin Ridley just deciding not to play. I think he spent 170 of his 200 Bitcoin on four players between Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Calvin Ridley, and Kyler Murray. And any good investor knows you need to diversify and you have to mitigate risk. And Mm -hmm. Bill Huang or Alex Holden just did not do that thing. I love, I love the the strategy though that Alex Holden takes because it's just different and he's totally betting on himself to pick up great waiver wire ads during the season. We talked about this a little bit. Um, Basically bidding what 108, basically like, I don't know, 80% of his budget on four guys. Yeah. Can you hear me? Here and back in. Okay, Frank, do not click out of the app. Do not look at uh, any other thing on your phone. If you need to look at the draft, check on a computer. Okay. All right, great. Well, I mean, I was just saying that, you know, Holden spent 80% of his budget on Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, uh, Calvin Ridley, Kyler Murray. It just didn't work out for him. Totally bet on himself and on, on his ability to pick up players on the waiver. And, uh, you know, they weren't the best investments uh, this year, but maybe another year they work out for him. I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, let's go with Twiz, I believe, is the last one. Yeah, I have one for Twiz. Um, there's a character uh, in um, Game of Thrones who is well-known for owning dragons and is very powerful. Her name is Daenerys Targaryen. And... Uh, so yeah, Khaleesi Twiz gets the uh, Daenerys Targaryen Award for being a righteous commissioner um, who uh, is, uh, you know, not always using his dragons. Um, you know, he generally keeps them caged, but um, when someone breaks the rules, say, starts dropping players and adding players meaninglessly uh, during the postseason, he's not afraid to uh, let out one of the dragons and unleash the flame. Um, so, uh, it's great to see him, uh, drop the hammer, uh, with his powers as commissioner. And, um, he's been a great commissioner 
um, these last few years, and no part of success uh, is is it not uh, a part of what Twiz has done. So uh, he gets the Daenerys Targaryen Award. Um, so that's what I got there. I love it. I think that actually when he drops the hammer, he should uh, definitely write Dracarys in the group chat from now on um, mm -hmm. when he has to break out those dragons. Yep, I agree. I agree. Well, that wraps it up uh, for the award ceremony. Actually, I think I'm going to give Twiz one. I already told him this on the phone, but I think it's worth sharing. Uh, I, when I was thinking of the idea of an award show, he was one of the first ones that popped into my head, and it was uh, the bender of the year. He went on this trade bender uh, mm. it, one week where it was just trade after trade after trade. I mean, contain himself. He was just... Mm chasing the dragon um so i i wanted to give twiz a an award for that trade bender that he went on let let's see if i can uh find when that happened so he traded on october 1st with 2022 Dookie. So he traded with Alex Holden on the second. I'm sorry. Yeah, October 2nd. What the hell is that noise? Your dog? Oh, that's my dog. Yeah. <laughs> so it was October 2nd, he traded with Alex Holden. On October 6th, he traded with Keenan. He then traded with me on October 13th. He traded with Jesus, the dog man. He traded with Bill on October 19th. He traded with Keenan again on October 19th. He traded with Ace on October 20th. I mean, that from October 2nd to October 20th, he just was nonstop. Yep. That tracks. Yeah. Well done, Todd. I think that uh, Twitter is a known trader not in a negative sense but he just likes to trade and uh it, i think everyone kind of caught the bug this year so um you know i think everyone could be receiving some form of this award this year but it was great to see the trades this year and unfortunately a lot of them did not work out for twiz especially the deontay johnson one steelers number one receiver continued to rampage throughout the season and, and vaulted nikki into a playoff position um but you know sometimes it doesn't go your way there you go. So uh, that, that wraps it up. I'm going to tag on uh, Wally's award. Um, he was the only one that actually reached out to, uh, to present an award. So I figured let's do it. And uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It is all over the place as uh, is typical with Wally. I can't wait to hear it. All right. Well, Frank, thank you uh, for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on yet another championship. Uh, you must be excited to have your two gold stars on your mop when it comes in, and uh, mm -hmm. we'll talk later. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, guys. I'm looking forward to uh, 2022 drafts. See you guys. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Technical difficulties resolved. Fart boy in the house. What, what? Uh, well, in uh, full disclosure, you are the only one who scheduled the time to do this, so Franco and I have decided that <clears> – <throat> He's going to do uh, five awards, and I'm going to do five awards. Um, so I, but, I don't have to do any awards. 
you don't have to, but I want you to because uh, you had one and you seem to think it's a good one. No, I think it's awful. Um, I, well, I have two. I have two for the same guy. Well, um, now that we've got you on the uh, <clears throat> the recording, I say just go for it. I'm scheduled to uh, do Ace tomorrow. But uh, while we got you here, let's hear it. What, what awards are you going to give out to Ace? So the uh, – the first is sort of like a, uh, a high school superlative uh, award, you know, like most likely to succeed. Okay. Um, and, and this is sort of just a non sequitur award. It's most likely to be cursed by a gypsy woman. Um, he just, I haven't, I haven't seen Ace in the flesh for a while, uh, but the last time I saw him and every time leading up to that point, he just had the look of someone who was about to be cursed by an old gypsy woman. Um, and the other ward has, well, just, just to tag onto that one, uh, I was buddies with this Bulgarian kid in uh, college and, uh, like born in Bulgaria and has family there and goes there. He was telling me when he was a young teenager, he stabbed a gypsy who tried to rob him. That'll happen. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I, 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 I have no idea why you, you would say that, that uh, Ace looks like he's about to be cursed by a gypsy woman. But he just has okay. this like, twinkle in his eye that shows both fear and excitement at the same time. And I think that those two emotions when mixed together lead one down the road in life towards scenarios in which you might accidentally wrong a gypsy woman. Well, speaking of curses, actually, when Bill had, uh, even though he was out of the playoffs, but I think it was two weeks ago, oh, Miles... Bill, Wynn, Bill Wynn's most likely to have been cursed by an old gypsy woman. Well, I told him next time I'm back in the Bay Area, uh, we should go to the mission and go find like a curandero, like a a Mexican black magic person that has all those candles and shit and uh, see if they can lift the curse off of him. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was 100% serious. I'm like, I would love to go do that and explain to this like old Mexican woman that, you know, players on his fantasy football team just keep getting injured and we think someone's cursed him. But okay, so let's move it on. Number two award the, the for it. Number two award, and that is a uh, fitting name for it. It's the uh, Hillary Clinton Close But No Cigar Award for Excellence in Second Place. That's, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Because who And who did Ace kill? Who did Ace kill uh, on his on his way to the the finals? Yeah, um, on oh. his way to second place. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's fewer bodies lining the road between Ace killed off and the finals than the uh, the Clinton organized crime family um, and and her run for presidency. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, 
since I got you on the horn and it, we're going to keep it somewhat short, but uh, give us your thoughts, Wally. First year in the league, did you enjoy yourself? Are you excited to get your pits waxed? What, what's yeah. going through your head right now? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I, I've got a few gimmicks that I'm working on. We can talk about that offline. Um, I uh, honestly, I'm going to have to postpone waxing a, a little bit because I've, uh, I, I just got a PCR test today. I've been having that thing where I've had a sore throat and I wake up and I'm feeling achy and all, all of that jazz. And you kind of go, it's, it's been happening for three or four days now. I've uh, tested negative on rapid tests, but you kind of go, well, is this, you know, being an old man, is it uh, sinuses or allergies? Is it a cold or a flu or is it the Rona's? And uh, essentially everything that your body does now is a symptom of Corona. So it's not very fun, but I just want to get this test done with and, and, you know, do all that before I uh, go to the professional waxers. Um, but yeah, I, I had a blast. I, you know, I wish you guys would, uh, subscribe more to my level of conspiracy thinking, but it's a process. You sheeple will wake up at some point and understand the truths that you are being, uh, you know, it, it's hard to wake up to the truth. But at some point, I think most of you will come around. Okay. Well, thanks for uh, bringing those uh, awards to us and sharing your thoughts on the league. So Ace is the most likely to be cursed by a gypsy woman and the yes. Hillary Clinton runner-up extraordinaire. Yeah, and the uh, the freebie that I'm giving out is uh, Will is the most likely to have been cursed by a gypsy woman. Yeah, I think I think that's probably pretty fair to say. Yeah. Okay, Wally. Well, uh, I what, appreciate. What is yeah. this? Uh, what's this Mexican? Uh, the what what is it called? Cur- Curandero. Curandero. Is it what what a where does it stem from? Sort of. Uh, is it like a mix? Is it sort of like Santeria, where it's a mix? Yeah, of, exactly. It's like Santeria. Like, is it the a mix Santeria of is the religion, and and, and Curandero other... is a person that does Santeria. Ah, uh, I see. I see. It's I, like I Catholicism and priests. So. You know, curandero is to priest as Catholicism or as Santeria is to Catholicism or some shit like that. There's a lot of like Catholicism tied up in most forms of Santeria. Yeah, well, this is true. It's like a mix between the uh, supernatural and Jesus. Yeah, it's like getting like a honeydew melon. Uh, wrapping it with hundred dollar bills and images of, you know, various saints, and sticking needles in it and giving it to the practitioner who's like, "Well, that was great," and then I've got a melon and a bunch of hundred dollar bills. Exactly, couldn't have said it better myself. Well, Wally, we are eight minutes into this non sequitur, and I think I have a full podcast uh, scheduled with Frank. So oh, we're gonna great. we're gonna tag this one on to the end. It should get released at some point tomorrow. 
but I appreciate you uh, actually responding to the secret Santa. Oh, no problem. I All right, I man. Don't, I don't have a lot going on in my life other than uh, constant fear that the pain in my elbow is caused by Corona. Hopefully not. Well, we're almost nine minutes in, so I'm going to let you go, but uh, talk to you later, man. TTYL. Bye. TTYL. <laughs>